You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon. Welcome in once again. Jimmy B on the uh, Jimmy B and TC on the air with you here on a Tuesday and off to a rousing start as we take you up until six o'clock tonight. Well, it is a Tuesday. That means it is another edition of the Hawkeye Huddle. As you're making your way home this evening, you're thinking about it's rainy. I don't want to sit in front of the oven tonight. I don't want to do any cooking. Come on out with us. We will be at the Chicken Coop starting at 5 o'clock. I'm sure Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge already making their way over there. The Chicken Coop in Urbandale will be our destination. 128th and Meredith is the spot tonight for the Hawkeye Huddle. Stop on by, enjoy a cold one, get some good chicken wings, and a whole lot more at the Chicken Coop. We will be there from 5 until 6 o'clock tonight talking Iowa Hawkeye football. Tom Caker will be stopping stopping by. That'll come by at about 5.35 or so this evening. Before that, though, Still plenty of things to talk about here on a Tuesday. We're going to get in to the Iowa State Cyclones as they look for win number one of the season. They welcome in Akron, and of course, before the season, everyone had that marked down as an easy victory. You look at what they did a season ago, and maybe even more important than that victory, though it was obviously important on their way to bowl eligibility and getting the win against the Zips. That recruiting trip that the coaches took a day before on Friday night or they found Mike Rose. That aside, Akron comes to town. Get that victory, get rolling, and then get ready for Big 12 conference play getting started again after the loss to Oklahoma. We'll talk with Alex Halstead about that, a look back at the Oklahoma loss, and a look forward with this team. We talked a lot yesterday about the quarterback position for Iowa State and what you saw out of Zeb Nolan. That Kyle Kemp, when he comes back, when he's healthy enough to play, Will the job be his? We'll talk about that, get the perspective of Alex Halstead. That'll come your way here at about 4.15. Then at 4.35, our old friend Andrew Garda is going to be stopping in from Pro Football Weekly. So much to get into with the NFL. That'll be at 4.35 today before the Hawkeye huddle from 5 until 6 o'clock. Speaking of the NFL, Matt Nagy got his first career victory last night for the Chicago Bears. Wasn't a thing of beauty. Got out to the lead. Seattle never really threatened in the football game. A late touchdown, cut it back to a score again. But Chicago controlled the game and really controlled it with what they did defensively, especially in that first half. And to be completely honest with you, though I knew Khalil Mack was an outstanding player, and I've seen him play before, obviously, with Oakland, until you see a guy play game in and game out every single snap, like I'm now doing with Khalil Mack and, and watching the Chicago Bears, I never realized he was this good. I mean, you talk about impact players. He's different level. His ability to get to the quarterback, he's not 100% yet in terms of football shape. Taking plays off, had to get him to the sideline, had to get him a breather. You'll see that snap count continue to increase. But you talk about a guy that can change the complexion of a game on one play. He is absolutely it. That's the good. And you couple that with Roquan Smith. The rookie out of Georgia makes his first career start at the inside linebacker spot. You got that defensive line that continues to make play with Goldman 
they got players up front. I like the safeties. Prince, he makes a play. He goes out, pick six from there, game over. But that's all defense. And throughout the years, that's what the Bears, when the Bears have been good, it's been about the defense. Well, there's been this hope that with the quarterback that they moved up a spot to get two years ago, going from number three to number two, even though they didn't have to, still chaps my hide, that they weren't going to have a quarterback that was going to ascend. And they, they didn't have to worry about that position. And then you can go out and with the quarterback, with the rookie contract, what you can do is you can build around it. That gives you an ability to go out and trade for a player like Khalil Mack and give him the contract that he wanted and looks like he certainly deserves. Mitchell Trubisky struggled again last night. Mitchell Trubisky, I think there's still major, major concerns. You listen to people inside the league. And though there isn't anything out there that's going to come out and say he's terrible, you can read between the lines and I think read a lot about what he can be. What's the complete upside for Mitchell Trubisky? And this is a guy that didn't start a whole lot of games at North Carolina, even back in his high school career, didn't start a ton. He's an incredibly inexperienced quarterback. When Matt Nagy works with him, and he see those scripted plays early in the football game, go back to Green Bay, look at this game against Seattle. He has been incredibly good. But after that, after the script goes away, and then it's just about, this is the play call, this is what you got to run, it hasn't been nearly as good. I think it's concerning. I really do. I, I believe there needs to be real concern here. I don't know if he is ever going to be the quarterback that is in the top 10 of the league, top 12 of the league. I still have questions about that. And because of that, the offense, it's hamstrung. You're going up against a, a depleted Seattle defense last night, and they struggled to run the football. Well, what's the reason for that? It's simple. They're not worried about the quarterback. They're not worried about Trubisky going out and making plays against you. He's got Allen Robinson. I mean, all systems go look good there. They went out, they signed Trey Burton, athletic tight end. They have other pieces. Anthony Miller scores a touchdown late in the game. Yet, Mitchell Trubisky isn't making anybody nervous. So you stack the box, you make it difficult to run the football, and you see what happens. It limits the upside of this Bears team because the defense is outstanding and is going to get better. Look, if Roquan Smith continues the ascension that you expect, if they can get anything out of Leonard Floyd on the other side, this has a chance to be a special defense. But in today's NFL, you still have to score. You have to put points up. You're going to face Aaron Rodgers. You're going to face Kirk Cousins with all the weapons he has with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and on and on and on. you got to score points. Bears certainly aren't there yet, but a win. And you got Arizona up next. That's certainly a good thing. From there into the matchup of the week, and no, it's not Iowa State-Akron, as I mentioned at the top. Of course, it is the Iowa-Wisconsin game. We'll have a full hour of this, but while I do have a few moments before we bring in Alex Halstead, just want to say, 
you look at it, it it comes down to this. Iowa has to win this football game. They have to. This is not just for 2018. This is building for the future. And to make another run at Indianapolis. The class of juniors that they have, it's ridiculous. Amani Hooker, Nate Stanley, Noah Fant, on and on and on. The time is now. Wisconsin took what was Iowa's for a number of years. In 2010, when they came into Kinnick, ran the fake punt, it's been Badgers ever since. Iowa had a lot of sustained success against Wisconsin up until that period. I mean, you go back to the 70s and 80s and 90s, it was a long run. And after Kirk Ferentz got that program built back up, they won six out of eight. But the Badgers now have taken control of this series. And with it, taken control of the Big Ten West. And with it, what little national respect, and there isn't a ton, but what little respect there is for the division, they have it all. You have to go out and prove it. Not just to get to the Big Ten title game this year. It's at home. You look to be the better team. Wisconsin was pushed around by BYU. It's all in front of them. Can they deliver? We'll find out. 7.30 on Saturday night. Coming back on the other side, we're talking Cyclones with Alex Halstead. More on Iowa-Wisconsin coming your way during the Hawkeye huddle from 5 until 6 o'clock again. We'll be live out at the Chicken Coop in Urbandale. Stop by, say hello, and uh, maybe somebody lucky will get you a cold one. Speaking of big events happening in our state this week, Iowa against Wisconsin's huge. Tomorrow, a cool event, though, at Wells Fargo Arena. An NFL exhibition matchup between the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues. It's something that the Iowa Wild has been working for a long time. Nearly sold out earlier today. We talked to the voice of the Wild, Joe O'Donnell. He said just a couple hundred tickets remaining. Sure, a lot of those are singles. Well, I got two together in my hand. Right here. Two together, section 119. You'll be in the lower bowl. And all I need you to do right now, give me a call. You want to see NHL hockey in our state tomorrow with the Minnesota Wild and the St. Louis Blues? Give me a call here, 264-1700. I got a pair of tickets for you. And I also got a rally towel for you. We'll hook you up. A rally towel and two tickets for the Wild and the Blues tomorrow night at Wells Fargo Arena. Give me a call right now, 264-1700, and we'll hook up the caller. Let's say caller number three, 264-1700. You want a chance to go? Give us a call right now. NHL preseason game with the Blues and the Wild at Wells Fargo Arena, 264-1700. Talking Cyclones next with Alex Halstead. High school football each and every Friday night right here on your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin 
can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggett. This report sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is simple so you can understand the details and be sure you're getting the right mortgage. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. Visit rocketmortgage.com today. Licensed in all 50 states, equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Attention, drivers with Class A CDL. Are you looking for a solid career that offers great benefits with the time at home you desire? How about earning $70,000 a year plus starting from year one? If this sounds good, come join our growing team at ADM. We offer a complete benefits package including 401k, health, life, dental, and vision. And we even offer a pension plan. With ADM, you'll get paid vacation, personal days, and holidays. Oh, and don't forget, $70,000 a year to start. Drivers must possess a Class A CDL with hazmat tanker and passport or be able to obtain a passport within the first 60 days of employment. Don't wait. Call ADM today at 515-265-8437. That's 515-265-8437 or visit us at adm.com forward slash careers. ADM requires successful completion of a pre-employment drug screening and background check. ADM is an equal opportunity employer for minorities, females, protected veterans, and individuals with a disability. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, AFSP.org slash Iowa. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home.
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash it's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KVGG. Troy, kind of back with you. We got the Hawkeye huddle coming up in about 40 minutes from now. Dave Creighton Jr., Brett Ridge, as they get ready out at the Chicken Coop, where they'll be live today from 5 until 6 o'clock. Stop by the Chicken Coop in Urbandale. Right now, we're talking Cyclones. Alex Halstead joins us from CycloneAlert.com. Hey, what's happening, Alex? Not too much. Uh, getting through this Tuesday, and Iowa State obviously you know, trying to get their first win this weekend. They have Akron coming to town, 18.5-point favorites is what it opened as. But as Iowa State saw this past weekend, Akron was a 21-point underdog to Northwestern and, and upset them. So they know they've got to be ready as they search for their first win. It's uh, an important one in terms of just building some momentum after the Akron game two consecutive road trips, and then after that, West Virginia will be coming to town, and the Mountaineers have certainly looked good here in the early portions of the year, even though they lost their last game against NC State. Alex, uh, let's take a look back before we look forward. Oklahoma, certainly some positive signs, including the play of quarterback Zeb Nolan. We talked about it last week. We got to see him a year ago, and it seems like he has continued to build on what we saw from last year. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we knew he had a little bit of experience from last year, got two quarters in a shootout against Oklahoma State last year, and then obviously the next week beat Baylor. And so you got six true quarters there. He played a quarter against Kansas, you know, played a quarter against Iowa. So basically comes into that game this last Saturday with eight quarters under his belt, you know, two full weeks. And so we knew he was going to be a bit more experienced, but I think he probably surpassed anybody's expectations, whether that's coaches or um or I guess us as media, and I guess coaches would probably say that's what they expected. But you know, he went 25 or 36, uh, 360 yards, two touchdowns to uh, one interception. But I think bigger than that was, you know, they had, I think, uh, eight plays, eight passing plays of 15-plus yards. So he had these big chunk plays that he was able to convert. And then also the thing Campbell said he was most impressed with was that when they started trying to take Hakeem Butler away or they tried to take certain things away, Zeb was reading through his options. He got to a second and third read at times, which is something that a young quarterback sometimes struggles with. He's obviously a sophomore year, a little bit more, uh, this year, a little bit more experienced. And so I think they're happy that he's beginning to pick up some of that stuff where he's getting to some of those reads and not forcing things to Butler if they're trying to take Butler away. Well, you mentioned Butler, and he had just a ridiculous play uh, for a touchdown. The size, we saw him a year ago at times. It looks like maybe more consistency this season. 6'6", 225. You know, the question is, you know, what, what kind of 40 time does he have? You know, what, what is he going to run if he would forego his senior year and go into the combine? Do you have any idea about that with Akeem Butler? 
I've never heard a, a, of a forty for him, but I I think what we've heard is that I think he's I think he's faster than Rosario, and that he's faster than maybe he looks. And I think we saw that at times Saturday. We didn't see as much with the first touchdown where he had to break the tackles and whatnot. But the second touchdown, he had, he showed this little burst, uh, you know, to to break away for the the fifty one yarder. And then there's another play, actually, I think his little screen play. He kind of did a stop and go. I think he's shown an ability to have a burst. I think a little bit more so than than Alan Lazard. So. I've never heard an exact 40. I guess that's something we might find out at Pro Day if it is an option. You know, he's got a pretty good start to the season. Didn't play great against Iowa. Played well this last week, and that's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting question: Is what does he look like as the season goes along, and is that an option for him? Because we know it's an option probably for David Montgomery. He's still popping up in these mock drafts, and Butler's a name that maybe doesn't get talked about enough, as that could be an option for him as well. Alex, the offensive line continues shuffling around. It, it went back to what we anticipated we'd see before the season. Colin Newell, the redshirt freshman, he got the start at the center position. Julian Good-Jones then swings out and has moved out to left tackle. What would you see from the offensive line, and is this what you anticipate seeing going forward? Yeah, Matt Campbell was really happy with Iowa State's offensive line Saturday. You know, showed a lot of improvement from week one against Iowa to, to week two obviously, against Oklahoma. That that week one did not go well. They gave him four sacks. They gave up pressures, obviously, is what led to Kyle Kemp injuring his MCL. They didn't get a running game going, um, just 52 rushing yards uh, on that ground adjusted for the sacks. This week, they got some push at times. You know, they, they averaged 3.9 yards a carry, but more importantly, they protected Zeph Nolan for the most part. He got sacked once, uh, hurried four times, and at times, they got some push. You know, Matt Campbell yesterday called Josh Kniffel. He thinks he's one of the best offensive linemen in the country was what he, what, what he said. He's been really good and consistent at, at right guard for them. But then the two names you mentioned is what they're happy with. He said that at times Julian Good-Jones, he thought, played elite in that game, just showed an elite, at a, an elite level, except for he said a couple plays, you know, he graded out pretty well. And then Kyle Lua, I think they're really surprised with where he's making his first career start against Oklahoma, against that interior. And Campbell said, yeah, it's not perfect but that he showed improvement even from first quarter to the fourth quarter in that game. And so they're much happier with it. Now I think they're trying to build upon that because I think this seems to be the offensive line that they might move forward with. Defensively, it's difficult. Kyler Murray, as advertised, I was talking a little bit yesterday, it's like a, a video game, playing Tech Mobile back in the day when you just run sideways for a while and then shoot straight back up the field. He is dynamic. Overall, your thoughts on that Cyclone defense and, and their first test against Big 12 play? Yeah, the first half wasn't great for them, obviously. You know, just what Murray was able to do with his feet. And you're right, you know, one of the things I thought about during the game or leading up to the game even, but then more so once I saw him in person, was kind of the Michael Vick Madden where they made him like 99 speed and, you know, you could just do whatever you wanted with him. And that's kind of what he looked like at times. And a lot of people were commenting on his slide. It looks like a baseball slide. So he just does things so well. It doesn't take hits. Um, they couldn't really get to him. They sacked him once, but they, they just could never really connect on pressure. The biggest thing for Iowa State in that first half was they couldn't get off the field. You know, Oklahoma went three or four on third downs in the first quarter. One of them was a 48-yard pass that led up to a field goal, and the second was a first down. Um, they got the first down on third, and then the next play went for a 75-yard touchdown. So they, they couldn't get off the field, and those, those, that inability to get off the field on third down early in the game led to big plays and led to points for Oklahoma. After that first quarter, it was 27 all both teams, but they gave up so many big plays in that first quarter and, and really, you know, couldn't couldn't contain Murray at times. But in the second half, you looked and, and it got much better. They only gave up, you know, Marquise Brown, I think, at uh, 189 yards in the first half, had two yards in the second half receiving. 
and they gave up 165 yards total in the second half. So they did better in the second half, but it took, took them some time, as Matt Campbell said, to adjust to the spatial game. You know, against Iowa, it was all in the box. They went to this game spatially, and not only were they going against arguably one of the best offenses in the country, I think, when all is said and done, but they were just trying to learn on the fly a little bit. It did go well in the first half, but it got better in the second half, and they hope that carries on to these other Big 12 games. Akron, uh, we saw them a year ago. Iowa State went out there, got a win, also got a Rose, uh, linebacker in Mike Rose. Uh, that recruiting trip, we talked about this uh, earlier in August, going out there and getting his commitment, flipping him from Ball State. But what do you know about the Zeps? You mentioned the comeback win against Northwestern. Yeah, that, that was really the impressive thing. They're obviously supposed to play Nebraska. Um, then they had like a lower-level team. Then they played Northwestern. Then I, now Iowa State. So quite a non-conference schedule, first of all, for them. Obviously, that Nebraska game got canceled. But they were down 21-3 to to Northwestern last week, 21-point underdogs. And they got three defensive touchdowns in the second half, two pick-sixes and a strip, strip sack. That um, led to a fumble, obviously, and that led to a touchdown. So that's the big thing with them is their defense can create some of that. Um, but, you know, their offense, Matt Campbell said, he thought got better as that game went along. This is a team that I think you know people look at and look like, oh, this this, this Max school they haven't been thought of in recent memory as an upper level Max school, and I'm not sure if they are or not. But it's also a team that went seven and seven last year, reaching the Mac championship. They're off to a two and zero start this year with a win against a Big Ten team, and so it's a team that's capable. Now they'll come into Ames as three score underdogs. You know, right now I think that's around eighteen and a half point underdogs, and you know I think Iowa State knows that though because they saw what they did against Northwestern. So. They're a team that's capable. They can do some things. But Iowa State last year won the game 41-14. And interestingly enough, though, that was probably the most mad I've ever seen Campbell after a game was that game because they won big, but he didn't think they played well. And he talked about that a little bit today. And so I think this is a game that they've obviously got to win because of the schedule at the top that you mentioned coming up in the next three weeks. And it's going to be interesting to see you know, how they play Saturday. Finally, Alex, uh, a somber note as the tragic passing of the murder of Celia Barquin, Arzermina. It's uh, something that I know impacted certainly the Iowa State athletic uh, community, the university as a whole. Just uh, tragic circumstances happening the other day. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a crazy day. You know, last night I was just watching TV and you knew that this incident had happened, um, you know, at the, at the golf course earlier in the day and we'd gotten a release about that or Ames Police had put stuff out about that, but you didn't know really much about it. And then you get a press release that says it's Iowa State's former probably, you know, arguably the best golfer in school history. She was the Big 12 champion last year, the 2018 Iowa State Female Athlete of the Year. The crazy thing, we've been talking to, we talked to the women's golf coach today, and we talked to Jamie Pollard, and it's actually been a lot more about that than football today, and rightfully so, but um, she was supposed to, on Saturday, be honored at that game as the Iowa State Female Athlete of the Year, and now they're going to do a tribute video, uh, you know, before the game and that sort of thing, and it's just crazy you know how much can change in, in such a short period of time and that's it's been kind of a weird feeling here today because it's kind of been quieter and uh, like you said pretty somber i think in Ames. with that alex we look forward to the game this weekend wear yellow in honor of the life of celia as uh, everybody is hoping to do that 10 45 there'll be an introduction and uh, a showing of her career and her life and uh, just a, a disappointing certainly tragic event up there happening earlier in the week with that alex we a bid adieu to you until next week. Have a good week. Yeah, thanks, Trent. Talk to you later. Alex Halstead, CycloneAlert.com. Coming up next, we change our attention over to the NFL. A ton going on. Antonio Brown not showing up to Steelers practice. The tie with the Packers and the Vikings and the Bears. They get a win. 
plus the red-hot Pat Mahomes. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on the other side. Andrew Garda will join us next from Pro Football Weekly. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial vinyl print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flag poles and flags the largest selection of team flags anywhere every team every sport every flag almost buy online and get free shipping heartlandflags.com this report sponsored by staples staples offers bold color printing to help your business stand out now get 20 percent back in rewards on your color printing in store only offer ends 11 10 18 restrictions apply see stores staples.com slash 20 back for details print more color attract more customers save more money staples Most of our showers and thunderstorms coming to an end this evening, except for northern Iowa, low near 68. Becoming partly sunny, it looks dry in southern Iowa, high of 88 degrees for the metro. Still some showers and thunderstorms up to the north. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. I'm so happy. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and punt it. And drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month, and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash Welcome back as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight on your drive home. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700. We got the Hawkeye Huddle coming your way in the 5 o'clock hour as we break down Iowa, their win against UNI, and of course a look forward to the big one with Wisconsin. But before that, it is time to talk NFL week number two in the books and happy to welcome in our good friend Andrew Garda. Always great run around the NFL with him. Andrew, good afternoon. How are things? Going okay. I'm just sitting here wondering if the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line is going to come for Antonio Brown like they lit, like they did Le'Veon Bell or uh, no. Yeah, what a weird, wild story we got going on with Le'Veon Bell sitting out and didn't get the contract that he wanted. Now he's on the sidelines. Offense wasn't a problem in week number two. Now you got Antonio Brown. He leaves right after the football game in the loss for the Steelers in week two to the Chiefs. Doesn't show up for practice yesterday. What's happening here? Is is Mike Tomlin losing this team? Well, it's funny. A friend of mine, Mike Tanier, he's works for a site uh, that you may have heard of called uh, Football Outsiders. He mm-hmm. also works for Bleacher Report. And uh, he tweeted out, and I assume it was in regards to Tomlin, but he was like, you can be a player's coach and be successful, or you could be a hard-nosed guy and be successful. But you can't be a player's coach for some guys and hard-nosed for others. And it, it does feel like, you know, uh, the, 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 old, uh, the old line from... Um, I want to say Animal House, but that's not right. Uh, at Animal Farm, like uh, some all animals are created equal, but some are more, uh, created more equal than others. I mean, it. You wonder. You wonder if there is a sort of some guys like Brown 
kind of get a pass for stuff. And other guys, like maybe the O-line, doesn't. And, it, you know, Tomlin's a good coach. He's done a lot of good things for the Steelers. They've, they've been in contention every year he's been there pretty much. Uh, but things really seem to be sort of spiraling out of control and very quickly. It does. And this is a Pittsburgh team. We've seen them have lulls in the past. We've seen them go through some stretches and just some awful losses during regular seasons that make you question what exactly is happening here. But they always find a way to turn it around. Is this different? In your mind, is this going to be a different season? And maybe as we talked about the beginning of the end for Mike Tomlin? Yeah, it, it, it feels a little bit like it. I mean, two games in, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I'm not one to, to jump on that kind of bandwagon. It's a little bit early. But, you know, you start adding it with the Le'Veon Bell thing, which isn't so much about Tomlin as it is the organization. But I, it, it does feel like something's coming apart at the seams right now. Um, like I said, Tomlin's been a positive for this team, um, but they haven't quite been able to get over the hump for for more than a minute now, so I don't know. I mean, if, if he's if he's kind of what you want to call losing the locker room or losing control, maybe they do make a change at the end of the season, but we've got a long way to go, and this is a phenomenally talented team. You know, uh, Connor has been great in the backfield for the most part, at least catching the ball, even when the holes aren't there to run. Antonio Brown, I mean, I, it, if I knew, if I understood what the heck was going on, I'd feel more comfortable. But if he comes back, he's still fantastic. Juju Smith-Schuster has been playing well. So, I, I mean, it doesn't feel like it should be the end. And we've got so much time to go. But, like, something, something's spinning out of control there. And, it, and we're going to find out sometime soon. And, like, that'll really tell us whether this can be recovered or not. Well, and now Pittsburgh goes on the road this week for Monday Night Football, which looked like an absolute dog before the season began. No Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Oh, this is going to be ugly. Now you got the 2 and nail Buccaneers with uh, well, wearing the gold chains and looking good out there. Fitz making plays to throw for 400 yards the first couple. And then, of course, what's happening with Pittsburgh and the 0-1-1 start, the tie against Cleveland and then the loss to Kansas City. That'll be Monday Night Football this week. We'll start to take a little look ahead as we're talking right now with our man Andrew Garda. One more looking backward, and and that is the other side from Pittsburgh, the team that was scoring all those points. Six touchdown passes for Pat Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs are off rolling again. They're doing it this time with a different kind of quarterback, a big arm quarterback. How big of a believer are you in this Kansas City team? Still a lot to clean up as fun as the offense has been. That defense still has some issues. I'm a believer in him enough so that I feel like I have to use his full name and Patrick Mahomes the second. I mean, he certainly has deserved it over the first two weeks, 10 touchdowns. Uh, I, I always felt like he was, you know, he's got that big arm and he's got that gunslinger mentality. So we're seeing the big plays. You know, we're seeing him take chances. We haven't seen the downside yet. We haven't seen what would happen to a guy like Brett Favre and, uh, you know, where he, he'd believe in himself too much and try and force the ball where it shouldn't go. So we haven't really seen that yet. And I'm kind of waiting for it to happen, but it's hard not to look at what this guy has done the first two weeks and how this offense has responded around him. You know, everybody from Tyreek Hill to Kareem Hunt, you know, just everybody – Seems to have bought in, and I think that makes a huge difference. As long as that offensive line stays healthy, and as long as you know he can make good decisions, and he's going to have—I think he's going to have rough, rough patches. 
just like a lot of young quarterbacks. So there will be a couple of games where people will be like, oh, I guess he's not that good. But recency bias aside, you know, he looks like the real deal. If they can get that defense pulled together, I don't really love the way the Broncos look. You know, the Chargers, nobody ever knows what to make of them. One day they look really good, and another day they look like they should have stayed in San Diego. And then, you know, Oakland looks like complete debacle. So that AFC West is wide open. And if they can fix that defense, I think it's going to be really hard for anyone to keep up with them. Uh, and, and once they get in the playoffs, you know, it, it's, I don't know whether, you know, Mahomes, how he'll react, but if he plays with the confidence he has now, uh, that's a dangerous team. So I got another thing for you as we look back here in the Midwest. We got a lot of Vikings fans, a lot of Packers fans. It ends in a tie. We talked about the Steelers, their tie in week number one against Cleveland. With the shortening of the overtime period now to 10 minutes from the old 15 minutes, you would figure there are going to be more ties, coupled with the change in the rules. And if you kick a field goal in that first possession, the other team gets the ball back. There's a real possibility we're going to see more ties. Does the NFL need to reevaluate the overtime structure? Well, I mean, I feel like I'm pulling out the quote book today, but, you know, once this happenstance, Second is coincidence. Third time is enemy action. If it ha- if it keeps happening this season, then yes. First two weeks, I feel like this is some sort of weird outlier. But ultimately, I you know, I don't know. It, it's you know, if a, if a kick sails the right way, you know, Cleveland wins a game. If um, you know, same thing with Minnesota. You know, it feels like it's more of a kicker thing than it does like a rules thing. So I think it'll calm down. I, I don't think that there's some sort of unforeseen. CBA agreement for a tie a week that we didn't know anything about that's coming to fruition this year. Um, and, you know, also, if it happened both ways, but if the officials do a better job of not pulling flags out for what are clean quarterback hits, then Green Bay could possibly have just walked away with that game and we wouldn't have a tie. So I'm actually more concerned about the administering of penalties around, I don't know what Clay Matthews could possibly do to more gently drop Kirk Cousins to the, to the turf. You know, that, that to me is more of a problem than it is like the constant ties. We could talk again in week six, and if we've had a tie week, then, then we're going to have to, you know, seriously think about redoing the overtime rules. But I don't think it's that big of a problem yet. It's just very weird. It is weird. And you mentioned the Clay Matthews play. You know, Andrew, they said the NFL came back afterwards yesterday and said that he lifted Cousins and drove him into the ground. I I just don't see it. I I don't see it, and and we're making it increasingly difficult for defensive players to to finish plays, to finish with a sack. Something has to be done, and and maybe it's as simple as we go and you get your hands on the quarterback, it's over, or... You have to play, call the play dead a lot earlier when somebody gets to the quarterback because this is increasingly difficult on the defensive players, and it's always been about the offense and making the game more exciting and keeping quarterbacks upright. I get all that, and player safety is at the forefront, certainly, of this issue, but we're at a point now where it's just it's head-scratching. What can a defender do? Yeah, I mean, and I can't remember who it was called on, but Aaron Rodgers got ta- got sacked, and that was a flag as well. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Did Clay Matthews forget like his comforter and pillow, and he's supposed to lay him down on the turf? I, I'm, 
I I often feel like what I hear from defensive players and even like advocates of defense possibly being a little over the top when they're when they're talking about these penalties and stuff. You know, sometimes it's like, listen, you know, you have to make some adjustments to some extent. But something like this, I mean, these calls were ridiculous. I, they were textbook tackles. It's exactly what you teach kids to do in youth football, high school, and even college. Like, this is what we want. Head across the body, shoulder to the chest. I mean, just, the guy's going to get hit. He's going to hit the turf hard. You know, live with it. I don't think I would guess that in a private moment, if you asked Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins, they'd think it was ridiculous as well. As well, but this is the NFL today. We don't know what a catch is. You know, we don't know. You know what a fumble is. We don't know. You know, it's over officiated, and this is just another example of that. If I told you Aaron Rodgers has a torn ACL, would that shock you? If somebody came up to you, and I know you know a lot of people you know, close to that Packers organization, said. Look, it's not coming out. They're not releasing it. But Aaron Rodgers has a torn ACL. He's just going to play through it. Would that surprise you at all? No, it wouldn't. One, because, you know, I don't think he wants to miss any more time. And you're going to have to, like, drag him off the field unconscious. You know, it's, it, you know, he's just not going anywhere. And two, because the Packers know how bad they are without him. <laughs> right. um, and three, because we know that, you know, if a coach's lips are moving when it comes to injuries, he's probably lying. So, it wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, it would become a huge hubbub if it came out, if it's not reported. Although I guess they could cover that by just saying he has a knee issue. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't look right. And, you know, he, he didn't look right coming back in the game in week one. So it really wouldn't shock me. And it could be something as simple as a very minor, small tear that there's nothing to do about it. You know, at some point we may even see him put a brace on him. But, yeah, he doesn't look the same. He doesn't look right. Um, he's getting the job done, so I can't really raise my eyebrows too much, but it wouldn't shock me if, you know, at the end of the season, if he makes it through the season, that we find out that something else more, you know, serious was going on with that leg. Well, speaking of ACL injuries, Carson Wentz is back. He is now cleared for contact, and he'll make the start in week number three for the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles. So he's back. But how back? When you look at this, you got to assume there's going to be some kind of growing pains here as he makes his way back from that injury. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really play. I mean, we, he hasn't been, had contact since he got hurt, basically. You know, nothing, nothing serious. Um, everything you hear is that he's throwing the ball really well and he's moving really well. But up until we see him take that first hit, we won't know. It's the same thing we kind of went through to a lesser extent with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, he sounded like he was doing good at Jets camp. It sounded like the arm was doing good, like everything was happening okay, but we don't know what's going to happen until he takes that first hurt and hit in the knee. And, you know, he, he specifically tried to get hit at one point so that he could test it, essentially. So, I mean, it worked out for Teddy. Um, hopefully it'll work out for Wentz. And, I, I and listen, the Eagles desperately need him back. You know, maybe they were baby-gloving him a little bit the first two weeks, but... As we've seen in those first two weeks, you know, Nick Foles is who we thought he was, and he had a nice run during the Super Bowl, but ultimately he's not a guy who's going to lead this team back to a Super Bowl. They need Wentz back. So uh, hopefully he's 100% or pretty close. I assume a little bit rust in the first week or two, but he'll get there. And you know what will help also is Alshon Jeffrey coming back because mm-hmm. they, really need, uh, you know, they really need the extra help at the wide receiver position. 
Pro Football Weekly's Andrew Garda joining us here as we take a look around the NFL. So, Andrew, uh, your perspective on this. There's two incredibly surprising teams, at least from my view, that are 2-0 in the AFC. Chiefs 2-0, hey, did it on the road for the first two, but we know there's talent on that team. Denver hasn't been pretty, but they found a way. Jacksonville, young talent, absolutely. But Cincinnati and Miami sit at 2-0. Who has more staying power, the Dolphins or the Bengals? Uh, it's really hard to bet the Bengals. You know, and actually both are teams that have burned people in the past mm-hmm. when it comes to trying to believe. Uh, I really walked away impressed uh, with what Ryan Tannehill is doing and how Adam Gase and him are working together. They have said since Gase arrived that Tannehill was his guy and this was, you know, he's he's got the right tools and they're going to be a great fit together. And then Tannehill was kind of okay and then he was hurt. and So I, I feel like Gase and Tannehill are on the same page and doing super well. And on top of it, they've found a way to take advantage of all that speed that they have at the wide receiver position right now. Um, and, you know, it just they look really good, and that defense is better than people expected it to be. I, I feel like the Dolphins, to me, are the safer bet. Um, the Bengals, it's hard to believe. You know, it, it's hard to trust Andy Dalton. It's hard to trust. Marvin Lewis, uh, the offensive line looks much better. Uh, Joe Nixon, has, or Joe Mixon rather, has um, has run the ball relatively well, even though he's bottled up a little more this week. And uh, you know, you've got AJ Green, and that, that covers a lot of other issues at the wide receiver position. But something about the defense, and something about Andy Dalton, just I don't feel as confident about it. So I lean towards the Miami Dolphins. But it, that that AFC North, you know, kind of bringing it all the way back yeah. to the first topic. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, if the Steelers are struggling, right, the Ravens look like they could be pretty good. Uh, the Bengals look good. And I think the Cleveland Browns are much better than people think they are. And, you know, a couple of kicks that go right, they could be 2-0. and The AFC North could become very, very interesting very, very quickly. Well, one final one, and it's a self-serving question, as I'm a Bears fan, the Chicago Bears after that disastrous second half against Aaron Rodgers in week one, they get it done against Seattle at home. Brian Urlacher entered at halftime. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, I guess Rome wasn't built in a day. Still some work to do for Matt Nagy and his quarterback. Yeah, but I think I feel like they generally have put him in positions where he could succeed. And with a young quarterback, I think that's all you want. You know, I think that's part of, in some respects, why Mahomes is so impressive right now is because they're just sort of letting them fly. You know, they're not really, I don't want to say coddling because that's not the right word, but they're not worried about, like, creating these positive, uh, you know, positive situations the way that, say, the Jets are with Sam Darnold or, to a great extent, Chicago is with Mitch Trubisky. I feel like they're also still trying to figure out what they have at wide receiver uh, in terms of Hearns. Is Kevin White going to make it through the season healthy so I, th- I feel like they're all as a unit easing in and here's the thing that defense I mean you got Khalil Mack so instantaneously you're better but that that's a defense that's been kind of on the come for the last couple of years you add Mack to that you can lean on them and kind of take it easy on Trubisky a little bit and sort of ease him in so that when he hits his stride you know maybe the middle of the season you're in a position to where you can really make a push so i, I yeah, they're kind of coddling him a little bit, but so far so good. It's it's generally working for them, and you know that defense it makes it much easier on a young quarterback. 
and uh, that defense is it looks awfully good right now. Andrew Garda, Pro Football Weekly, as we take a look around the NFL. Andrew, a final thing for you. I was uh, I saw you have a new profile pick as uh, on your Twitter account. Great follow at Andrew underscore Garda. I thought you had a cigarette in your hand with Ronnie Lott over your shoulder when I first saw it. No, man. Ronnie Lott's uh, one of my fellow USC Trojan brothers, so um, and a lot older than me and a lot cooler than me. So that was that's the uh, that's the fight on symbol. And uh, there aren't as many Jets in the Hall of Fame as I would like, so I just went around taking pictures with uh, USC Trojans, and that seemed to work better for me. It was a good time. I'd never been to the Hall of Fame. I had the opportunity uh, on Saturday. I was a uh, you know, I also cover high school sports. I was traveling to uh, Massillon, Ohio, for uh, to cover a game between a local high school and them. And man, I, that 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 is some serious high school football. I, I've seen I've seen crowds and stadiums for Division Two and even a couple of Division One schools that are not as nice as Massillon, Ohio. Their indoor practice facility is actually better than some NFL indoor practice facilities I've seen. But I also got to go to Canton, which has been a lifelong dream for me. And, and man, if you are a football fan, I highly recommend it. It's not expensive. It's like $14 to get in. And there you could spend a whole day there. I mean, there's just so much interactive stuff. It was a great time. No doubt. I uh, have it on the bucket list, and hopefully soon we'll be crossing that one off. Andrew Garda, as always, great talking with you. Thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. I'm going to go back to 17 and waiting for Antonio Brown. <laughs> Good call. Good call. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Andrew. See ya. Andrew Garda joining us. Pro Football Weekly. Fun follow on Twitter. Fun guy overall. Always enjoy the conversation with him, taking a look around the NFL. Coming up next, we take a look around the Iowa football program. It's the Hawkeye Huddle. Each and every Tuesday, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr., they join for an hour of Hawkeye Talk, getting you home from 5 until 6 o'clock. And tonight, a special appearance out at the Chicken Coop in Urbandale. If you're getting in your car, you're getting off work, looking for something to, to make Tuesday go a little bit better, do it with the guys at the Chicken Coop coming up here in just a few minutes. In fact, I'll be making my way out there also Stop by, say hello, grab a cold one, get some good food, get some wings at the Chicken Coop in Urbandale. The Hawkeye Huddle is next here on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. 
That's charterhouseiowa.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. We replaced our porch light with a Maximus security light. Maximus gives us instant notifications on our smartphone when someone's at our door. Even talk live with them from anywhere, anytime. Maximus was easy to install and keeps our family safe. Get your own Maximus security light at Costco. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your car's broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown, Absolute Auto Repair. I'm so happy. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and pause it and drive home a nicer, newer car today for just 10 bucks down. I'm throwing a Hail Mary to make my month and I need your help. Trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down. This is for a limited time, so get in here and score before the clock runs out. I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place at the River Center in downtown Des Moines, featuring two days of food, entertainment, cigars, great causes, and of course, whiskey. Don't miss Des Moines Whiskey Festival happening November 2nd and 3rd. Tickets on sale 